Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, this is Forum. I'm Scott Schaefer. A blockbuster series by ProPublica reveals how the very wealthiest Americans, like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, use the tax code to pay little or, in some cases, no income tax whatsoever. We'll talk with a ProPublica investigator about the series and what it might mean for calls to create a so-called wealth tax. Then the Sierra snowpack is gone two months earlier than usual, and reservoirs throughout the state are low. Yesterday, Santa Clara County declared a water shortage emergency. We'll hear what all of us will be dealing with over the long, hot summer and beyond. That's next on Forum, right after the news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Scott Schaefer. It is, of course, well known that the wealthiest Americans have plenty of ways to avoid paying their fair share of income taxes. But a series of reports by ProPublica this week spells out in great detail, using leaked IRS documents, exactly how the richest of the rich, we're talking now people like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Michael Bloomberg, pay relatively little or even no income taxes at all by using legal loopholes written into the tax code to benefit people like them. The report comes as President Biden and progressive members of Congress, like Senator Elizabeth Warren, are pushing to raise corporate tax rates to help pay for infrastructure improvements, and some are calling for a wealth tax. We're joined to talk about all this by Jeff Ernsthausen. He is with ProPublica, the senior data reporter who worked on the recent article, The Secret IRS Files, Trove of Never-Before-Seen Records Reveal How the Wealthiest Avoid Income Tax. Jeff, welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, beyond what I just said, uh, give us a, a little bit more of a top-line summary of the reporting uh, and and what you found and the big takeaway. Yeah, so our uh, story is about a very basic concept, which is that uh, you and I, most of the listeners out there, um, when we work, we earn wages or a salary, right? And taxes are taken automatically out of our paychecks each pay period, each month. Um, the ultra wealthy are not in the tax system the same way. The bulk of their wealth, as it grows, it's not taxed until they choose to actually do something like sell a stock. So they can accrue vast fortunes, um, which is kind of the equivalent of income for us, and not pay taxes on it. And so they have income, but you know, in many cases at least, it's just that they minimize incomes because that they have to pay a tax on that. Uh, but they also have ways of offsetting the income, right? Yeah. Uh, so the sort of 
uh, main thrust of our story is that in in general, the the ultra wealthy take very low income relative to the way that their uh, wealth grows every year. Um, and then in the years where they do have income, one of the advantages of 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 arranging your life this way is that uh, you're able to be strategic about it. So you may have a year where you take a lot of income, but that can also be a year where you make a lot of, uh, say, donations to charity. Um, maybe you have losses in another part of your, uh, you know, another business. Um, so you're able to then reduce the amount of taxes that you're going to pay when you do have income as well. And in some cases, you even get a credit that you can apply to future years, right? Uh, that that can be true in some cases, um, and you know, some years uh, for some of some household names have managed to get the number all the way down to zero. So in two years, uh, Jeff Bezos in 2007 and 2011 paid nothing in federal income taxes. Um, Elon Musk in 2018 paid nothing. Hmm. And it, I guess it, partly this comes down to the idea of wealth versus income. Most of us have an income. We need to have an income. We've got to pay the rent, the mortgage, you know, whatever our groceries, you name it. Uh, Whereas if you're super wealthy, you have an option not of getting dividends, which do get taxed or capital gains, but you can, you know, reduce that and just take out a loan uh, with, uh, you know, 3% interest the way anyone could, but they have so much, so many assets that they get the very lowest income or uh, interest rate. So how, how does that work? Yeah, if you think about it, it's a lot like uh, you know a homeowner can take out a loan, uh, you know, home equity loan against the value of the house. So uh, folks who have a lot of assets like stocks uh, and bonds, et cetera, you can you can borrow against those assets as well. So um, from SEC disclosures, we know, for instance, that Elon Musk uh, had taken out a large personal loan and pledged some. 60 billion dollars worth of Tesla shares to secure it. Uh, So, you know, one might think, well, it's not income. How are they living? Well, uh, if one needs to get a hold of some cash in order to to pay for things, uh, they can do it through borrowing. And then that way they avoid, you know, the capital gains hit uh, in taxes and also you don't lose any of the shares of the company. So you can retain control. And just to be clear, this is not cheating on your taxes. No, this is all what we're reporting on is all perfectly legal. It's it's routine. There's an industry that sort of caters to how you manage your affairs to reduce your tax burden. And I I think the article points out that no one really did a better job of avoiding income taxes than Warren Buffett, who has, you know, sort of a grandfatherly image of this uh, sort of vaguely philanthropic person. He paid 0.1 percent of his added wealth in taxes. Describe what that means, that added wealth, because that's really what the article is based on. You're looking at how these folks, the 25 richest Americans, how their wealth increased uh, versus what the tax they paid uh, over that same period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Warren Buffett is uh, the synonymous with his uh, conglomerate Berkshire Hathaway, which owns uh, some household names like Geico. Um, and they somewhat famously have not really paid dividends. I think maybe there's a joke that he, he made that once they did and he must have been out in the bathroom or something. <laughs> um, but, you know, basically they don't pay dividends. And so he's taking a really low income when you look at how his wealth has grown. So his wealth, you know, um, you know, went up by more than $20 billion in the five years from 2014 to 2018. And his tax bill was about 20 million, which works out to about 0.1% um, when you look at taxes compared to wealth growth. If you're just joining us, we're talking about ProPublica's bombshell report, really, about how the richest Americans like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk managed to pay 
No federal income tax, or very little. Jeff Ernsthausen is a senior data reporter with ProPublica. He worked on this series, and we'd love to hear from you. This is a half-hour segment. How does it make you feel to learn that billionaires like Bezos can legally avoid paying taxes? What should Congress and the IRS be doing to close these loopholes and make the wealthiest Americans pay their fair share? Give us a call at 866-733-6786. Again, it's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, or if you like, you can email us. It's forum at kqed.org. And let me ask you, uh, Jeff, about how this data was put together. As I said at the top, these were leaked IRS documents. Uh, as I understand it, uh, ProPublica isn't even sure who, who, who leaked them, but you were able to verify that they were accurate. Can you say how you did that? Um, yeah, I can describe that a little bit. Um, so, you know, every now and then, uh, the information on uh, someone who's uh, – whose taxes we obtain. And we're talking here about thousands of the wealthiest Americans, the 1% of the 1%. Um, every now and then those folks have either, you know, uh, run for public office or, or had a public position that created, uh, you know, places that one could look for consistency. Um, and then, you know, we also, of course, went to all of the uh, folks that we mentioned in the story uh, and ran this information by them. Um, so we have a lot of confidence that the information uh, we're looking at is authentic. Yeah. And uh, did any of them comment? Um, yeah, we got comment from from several of them um, and um, some and a, and a few folks did not comment. Anything notable that they said? Well, I think they've emphasized that they pay the taxes that they're legally obligated to pay. Um, that's the the sort of uh, main takeaway. Yeah. And I guess in a way, I mean, they're right, right? You can't. And of course, they, they and folks like them and corporation, they lobby for these things in the tax code that enable them to pay so little. But uh, it's not like they're, quote unquote, getting away with anything in terms of breaking the law, as we said earlier. No, I mean, they're following, um, you know, they're in general, probably following the advice of uh, tax attorneys and accountants. Yeah. Let me read a couple of uh, listener comments. Michael tweets, income isn't income till people get cash. ProPublica is arguing in favor of a property tax on people's investments. Jeff, how would you respond to that? So again, for the average person, you know, you might, uh, the typical American, it uh, they're taking in wages that make up the vast majority of what you think of as like their income. They might get a little bit of appreciation on their house, right? Um, and for these guys, it's completely flipped. They might get a little bit of income, but they're getting vast appreciation. And in an economic sense, that's income. That's something they can use. They can borrow against it if need be. Um, it's you know convertible into uh, things they might want to acquire or or, or influence in society. Um, it's it's for it's it's really the much more operative thing in the case of the ultra wealthy. Um, I you know of course we also do have property taxes, um, but then those are almost entirely on people's houses, right? And that's where um, typical Americans and the middle class that's their wealth store, and we do have taxes on that. Yeah, and, and then of course you, you know often you'll hear of. Uh, these folks, the the richest 25 and others buying huge yachts and planes. I think Larry Ellison from Oracle bought, and uh, was it Lanai in high, uh, the entire island in Hawaii? Um, yes. So how does that 
enter into their their figuring taxes? Do they have to pay any kind of tax on any of those sorts of transactions? Uh, yeah, certainly there's going to be, you know, in some instances, there's going to be sales taxes, right? Um, interestingly, if you think about the sort of full tax picture, um, sales taxes tend to be fall a little heavier on typical Americans because you end up spending so much of what you bring in uh, for, you know, basics. Um, so the, you end up actually paying a pretty high tax rate just via, uh, via sales tax. And it ends up being much much heavier on people who have to spend the majority of their income just to get through the get through the year. Here's another comment from Joel who tweets, I know this sounds bad, but I think this is a prime example of, quote, don't hate the player, hate the game. Everyone keeps talking about fair share. The player and the game figured out how to avoid paying taxes. If I could do it, I would too. Um, that's true. But of course, most of us don't have the wherewithal to do that, right? That's it's a, it's not an option. And B, we don't have the kind of influence with the tax code writers that these people do. Yeah. I think our article was about, uh, in that metaphor about the game, right? Um, it's that we don't look at, we, the, the conversation around taxes in this country has been focused on rates, um, marginal tax rates, uh, for decades. And, you know, what our reporting uh, points out is that, that that's not the entire picture. What reaction are you getting? Um, you're probably capturing a good segment of, uh, you know, various, <laughs> there's, you know, both many, many different opinions about, um, about, about the article. Yeah. All right. We're going to continue our conversation uh, about this series in ProPublica with Jeff Ernsthausen. And if you want to join us, give us a call at 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. Or if you like, get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. And we know, there's always the email option as well, forum at kqed.org. Scott Schaefer here this hour, and we have much more to talk about. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. Welcome back to Forum. Scott Schaefer here this hour. We're talking for this half hour with Jeff Ernsthausen, data reporter with ProPublica, about their recent series, The Secret IRS Files, Trove of Never-Before-Seen Records Reveal How the Wealthiest Avoid Income Tax. Join us at 866-733-6786. Again, it's 866-733-6786. Or Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. Let's go to Palo Alto first. And Ben, welcome. Thanks. Um, you know, I, I, I totally agree with the main point of the writing. I just worry because the headline uh, and the promotion uh, really delves into the sensationalism. Um, tax will be paid on all of this wealth at some point. 
Uh, it's true that there's no income tax, there's no W-2 income that these people are taking. But when they eventually sell that stock, when they eventually die and leave it to their heirs, there will be taxes paid on all that wealth. Uh, do you agree with that? Well, Jeff, I think that, you know there there is the estate tax, but of course there have been efforts to eliminate that, and it's been uh, well. T- well, I'll, I'll ask you, like, what is the uh, what what is the answer to to Ben's point about they'll eventually pay taxes on all this? Yeah, thanks for that, Ben. Um, so there are a couple things. One is that you know there is an industry uh, the, around w- managing wealth as one approaches the end of one's life, um, and through you know, things like trusts, um, you can manage to minimize your estate quite a bit uh, going into that. Um, Also, I mean, interesting, uh, we got an interesting response from Warren Buffett on this, which is that I'm giving away all of my money um, before I die, right? Um, And so he'll give that money away and who he gives it to will probably, you know, probably will do a lot of good with it. Um, But at no point, that means that at no point will that um, wealth be taxed. Uh, it's not like he has to sell the shares to then donate it. He gets to donate it at the full value. Um, and that means that uh, Warren Buffett's going to be able to choose uh, the kinds of things he wants his money to support, uh, while the rest of us are going to pay into the general fund uh, when we pay our taxes. Um, so there's a distinction there. But it's not clear that the, that this, the, these things will actually all be taxed at some point. And as you say, uh, Buffett and others say they're going to give away their wealth as opposed to leaving it for their children. Uh, but there are others who will leave it to their families. What, what happens then in terms of the tax consequences? Yeah, and then it, I think uh, there's, as I mentioned, there's a there's an industry kind of dedicated to that. There's a couple of uh, things that one can do to minimize or at least lower that bill a bit um, and still manage to pass on assets. There's a type of uh, trust by which you basically pay into it. Uh, it benefits a charity for some years, but if there's assets left in it afterwards, those can pass on tax-free. Um, so there are there are mechanisms for reducing that burden. In fact, one of the arguments being made when the estate tax was repealed was that this was going to hit people who couldn't afford those kinds of services, um, and the people who could afford them would not pay the estate tax. Ben, does that respond to your point? Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, but I just, again, I really want to caution that the, the headline that says they pay no taxes, is it's just technically not completely correct. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, I mean, he does have a point, Jeff, right? I mean, they do pay taxes, but we're talking specifically about income taxes, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, you know, again, if you look at that burden compared to what the typical worker is paying in, um, it's, uh, you know, typical workers paying 14% in uh, federal income, Social Security, and Medicare, um, and uh, that's on what's oper- what's most operative to them, which is their income. Here's a comment from uh, listener Curtis, who writes: I think it's worth noting that the relatively new rich, like Bezos and uh, Elon Musk, may make the headlines, but the rules allowing the wealthy to get away with not being taxed have been in place for decades, and generations of the wealthy have always manipulated politicians to keep the rules in their favor. And then Bill writes, according to the numbers in the ProPublica story, the named individuals have been paying about 20% of their actual income in taxes. That doesn't seem like little to no income tax to me. Uh, Jeff, I thought that number was much lower than 20, though. Uh, actually, if using, yeah, using the IRS's definition of income, you know, just what registered income uh, or taxes divided by income as the IRS considers it, uh, these this 
group paid about 16%, which is uh, substantially lower um, than quite a large swath of, uh, of Americans. Yeah. And so it's not that they're, uh, I, mean, I mean, and it may sound because it's billions of dollars. Uh, you know, these 25, I think, paid a total of $13.6 billion in federal income taxes. That's a lot of money. But it, you know, relative to what they have and what their wealth is, it's not so much. Correct. What is the what? What do you think of this whole notion of paying your fair share? I mean, what would be fair? Well, uh, so you know, we're as as uh, investigative journalists, um, you know, s- solutions are not necessarily our domain, and we think that the conversation should be informed by having all of the relevant facts, and we think it's relevant to the to the discussion uh, what the the wealthiest among us are paying. Um, and, you know, it seems relevant that a huge part of what they have sort of in capacity to, to pay is not part of the system. All right. Let me give out the phone number again, 866-733-6786. We're talking until about 20 of 10 about uh, this uh, ProPublica series on the super rich and how much or how little income tax they pay. If you want to join us again, it's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email forum at kqed.org. Here's a comment from Ken who writes, what about state income taxes? I think many people would like to hear how much these wealthy individuals pay in state income taxes. And of course, that varies very much by state. California is a state that relies heavily, in fact, disproportionately so, on our revenues from the highest income earners, exactly people like this. And Elon Musk, in fact, famously complained about that and said he was leaving California to avoid those taxes. He's not the only one, right, Jeff? Uh, I've I've heard that anecdotally. I'm curious how that's uh, playing out. If one gets under the hood and finds the data on uh, on on people leaving California, um, but it, you know it's a good point. Uh, our our story, of course, is focused on federal uh, income taxes, and that's you know so that's that's where we focused our reporting. But we do hear a lot of criticism of California, not just from these wealthy individuals, but from critics of our tax system. In fact, some you know Democrats say that you know we should really have a we should have a comprehensive tax reform in California because we do disproportionately rely on a very small percentage of uh, earners for a large percentage of our revenue. Now, in this particular past year, it's been a real boon to California because we have $76 billion uh, in unanticipated revenue. That's larger than the entire state budget of all but three states. So, Jeff, I guess the question is, I realize you're just crunching numbers here, but uh, it would seem to me that based on your reporting at ProPublica, there is a pretty good argument for a state like California saying, look, we're going to capture this money somehow. If the federal government doesn't want it, fine, but we'll take it. Um, You know, I'm I'm not familiar with the specifics of California, although I am a recent... um I uh, recently moved there, um, but uh, so I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the California budget situation is. Uh, I remember <laughs> there being some proposal um, related to this. I think um, that was that was up in in the early part of the year, but I unfortunately haven't followed that. Here's uh, another comment. Uh, Kyle tweets: What is most frustrating about ultra billionaires is when they poise themselves as philanthropic, but give less than the taxes would be. And then Jordan writes, this is sensationalist reporting on nothing. We're all better off having these individuals taking risks and starting very beneficial businesses. The story should be that more people should manage their financial lives better. 
Stop buying coffees and save $1,000 a year and invest it. That almost seems like a, a comment intended to infuriate people. But, uh, you know, you could say uh, that a lot, certainly these folks, um, many of them, uh, do create things that we all use and rely on. I mean, Elon Musk, of course, is, is, is re- totally uh, changing the electric car market. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of good things that come, but that's a separate question from how much uh, taxes they should be paying. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 this is uh, not uh, our, our reporting is not on you know good good or bad uh, for, for everything that folks do in their lives. I mean, yeah, so sure, people people um, uh, we all we we these are household names where where we use their products, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if, if this uh, series of uh, the stories, and I, the story, and I know there's more coming out, I'll ask you about that in a second, but it comes as uh, the Biden administration is calling to raise the corporate income tax. There's a lot of pushback uh, in Congress from Republicans. And then there was an article in the New York Times yesterday by several former Treasury secretaries, Republican and Democratic, saying that there's about $600 billion a year in taxes that are not paid and, you know, sometimes in many cases, it's just super wealthy people just don't even bother filing their taxes. But there's so little, uh, so few audits now that it's it's a lot easier to get away with that. Yeah, it's been interesting to follow us, particularly, um, you know, some of my colleagues here have been reporting on that for the last several years, um, that uh, what, what an enforcement, uh, a staffed enforcement office would look like. Um, what, uh, what is going to come next? I mean, you're going to be continuing and you have a ton of data now that you have, uh, how are you thinking about using it? Um, well, of course we're going to be very careful and, and, and working with it. Um, and we want to make sure that what we're doing with this is, um, reporting that's in the public interest. Um, can't comment on the direction the future reporting will go, but we are planning, um, to continue writing stories uh, using this information in the months ahead. I know that you can't or won't comment a lot on the fact that you use data that was leaked and you're not really sure where it came from. And I know that you verified that it was accurate. But, you know, at what, I'm curious what kinds of conversations happened at the ProPublica newsroom uh, and, uh, you know, whether there were there was any disagreement about whether to use data that you didn't really know what the source was exactly. Um, yeah, I can't really comment on the sort of internal deliberations around that. I think for us, the main, you know, the main consideration was, is this, is this legitimate? Is this authentic? And we were able to verify that, uh, yes, it, it was. All right. Uh, we're going to leave it there. Jeff Ernsthausen, senior data reporter with ProPublica, reporting on the recent article, The Secret IRS File. Trove of never before seen records reveal how the wealthiest avoid income tax. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about water or the lack thereof. We've got a drought, folks. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. 
Set ten years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.